the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Okay, there we go. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments. After They've changed the mics up in here today. I don't know what happened. Uh, so anyway, uh, the mics were a certain way for how many years and, and, uh, changed up, but, uh, we're here talking savings and investments in your retirement as always. Uh, we got a lot to talk about on the Max Out Savings Show. It's a show about savings investments in your retirement and saving aggressively is the key to building up wealth and then conservatively managing it over time. And, and, and and as you start out with your 401k plan and build it up from there. Uh, the 401k plan is the best wealth generating tool in the country, it, really, that we've ever put together, I think. Outside of real estate, I, I, I think it's very tough. It's very hard to save money just in a savings account nowadays, particularly for the middle class. Uh, expenses have gotten so high, particularly because of Obamacare. Uh, it's been it, it, we've we've been in in the last about decade. We've been in about a one percent a uh, in inflationary time frame. But but the average expenses for the average working person in the United States have been probably somewhere between five and ten percent increases. They haven't gotten raises in the last in the last eight years. Uh, it's starting to finally happen now. But uh, it's been very tough, and Obamacare was just a catastrophe for the middle class because it, it, it the, one of the biggest expenses for working people is health care, and, and that was the biggest component to inflation in the last four or five years, really, in that the last decade has been, has been health care, bar none. And so it's tougher and tougher to save money outside of your plan. This is why it is so important to continue to save in your company plan for retirement. A lot to talk about this week. This week, uh, a couple interesting things happened. The Department of Labor rule came in. In, in, in thing now, they call it the fiduciary rule. Uh, at Max Out Savings, where we manage money as a fiduciary, we always have. Uh, when I started the business up a number of years back, uh, I, I, I was a broker. I had a brokerage license and an advisory license, and I got rid of the advi- the brokerage license, and because I, I just wanted to act as a fiduciary, and the brokers were never required to act as a fiduciary. This law uh, makes it that way. But it, it, the law is really a Trojan horse in many ways because it, it changed the way money is managed. It, it's forcing more and more people into index funds and causing a bubble. And people don't realize this. I've talked to people. I, uh, you know, Hopefully they're working on a Trump to get this removed, to, to, to roll back parts of, of the fiduciary rule, the but what it's doing is, and people don't realize, and, they, and they've been working in the last year to try to get it in, in two years to get it into effect, and, and we we weren't sure if it was going into effect until about a, two or three weeks ago. It's been so up in the air. But it's going to force people into, everybody into indexing in the S&P 500, and which ultimately result in a stock market uh collapse one day because you can't have everybody in exactly the same thing and then when they all want to get out there's nobody left uh the 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 strength of a stock market has always been rotating in from one sector to the other when one sector goes down Uh, as let me give you an example in in 1999 uh, we had the tech bubble and we managed money back then and uh we're max out savings advisors i i'm a value investor that's pretty much what I am. I look, we look for value. We look for cash flow. We look for growth. But we look for good valuations. And so we weren't going to buy the tech stocks like Cisco, uh, 
Yahoo and the rest of them that were trading at a hundred times earnings, a Lucent. I mean, there was just all a number, and they were some of them were hundred, two hundred times. There's just no way we're going to buy these stocks. I don't care how good it looks, uh, you know, it, we're just not going to do it. Now, if a stock the earnings plunge and you know we might buy it because it's a depressed earnings, but for, the growth stocks were so expensive. We 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 instead invested in in a number of different stocks like Ingersoll Rand and things where it's trading at 10, 12, 13 times earnings and made good money then and avoided the collapse in 1999 and saved our clients a lot of money in the process. But but one of the dangers today is if everybody's in all the same stocks, it's pushed up sort of everything in that whole. And so and so where I was going with this was in 99, when those things started collapsing, people started selling them and rotating into the Ingersoll Rands and everything. And those started going up and kind of cushioned the market to some extent on the on the downside. If everybody's in the same thing, they're not going to be able to do that. Today, there's really a bubble in indexing and in, uh, in, 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 uh, passive investing, which means you just buy 500 stocks and, and it always goes up forever. That kind of worked when nobody was really in it. And, 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 but when everybody starts getting in it, it becomes like the tech stocks. And I think that's the world we get into today. And then we've been talking about on the show that, that really the bu- we have another bubble in, in, in similar to 1999 in the tech stocks out there with with your big companies like your Amazons, your uh, Googles, Facebooks. It just it, it, some of these things are just uh, Netflix at just absurd PE ratios. And and one of the things we looked at is some of these things are are 25%. Some of these indexes are 25% tech stocks. I mean, I, I saw a thing even the the S&P 500, the some of the emerging markets, if you take a look at emerging markets or the IFAs, the the international mar- indexes, they have huge chunks of 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 big cuz they're market cap weighted and all the real expensive ones are all in the tech sector, the big capitalization. So there's massive tech weighting even in emerging markets even in in international stocks and so when this thing starts coming apart everything's going to go down at the same time and 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 i i think this this department of labor law was disastrous it put the department of labor in charge of of iras in 401k's which was a mistake it should be the purview of the securities exchange commission uh, and, and what it, it's forcing people and they didn't understand it. And it was, I tell you one thing, it was a huge protection for it. This thing was put together by, uh, Elizabeth, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who's, who's a, who's a, a big liberal, but she, her, she's out of Massachusetts, which is the headquarters of Fidelity. And what Fidelity did is they made sure in this department of labor law, it was much harder to take money out of your 401k plan because Fidelity wants you to keep the money in the 401k plan. So Fidelity, in my opinion, got with Elizabeth Warren and tilted the law to their favor, to the, to the disadvantage of investors out there. And this is a type of, of, of crony capitalism crap that we've seen in Washington over over a number of years in and this is why people get so upset in this country that their concerns aren't being met at this everything is being done for for big corporations and and the, but the Department of Labor law is one of the worst rules I, I have ever seen uh, in in business so uh, something to think about. Hopefully, it's going to be further rolled back. Uh, we 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 got we've we've got the uh, we're getting working back in the roll uh, rollback of of the Dodd Frank uh, debacle, which is destroying small town banks. Uh, the, the new bank formation has plunged since this law came in in the last ten years. Uh, I, I talk to people all the time. I talk to banks, small time banks, small bankers. They can't deal with the regulation, which has just gotten absurd. Uh, the, the I, I think even the, the DOL rule, if I think it's going to get rolled back and it got changed a lot. But if they hadn't have done anything, it would have put most of the smaller, it would have forced everyone into huge companies and small companies could not survive. It, and so this is disappointing to see this type of stuff going on. Uh, it's the same old crony capitalism that's going on in Washington, D.C. that people are so, just so disgusted with. And the thing that's surprising about the Department of Labor rule, and I talk to people in the administration, I talk to some to people, I talk to people on the Financial Services Committee uh, on this and followed it closely, and it's been remarkably hard to get rid of because of Barack Obama 
put in such insidious ways he did it to try to make it hard for people to get it back. And so we're seeing some of these rollback of these draconian regulations which are destroying the financial system and hindering growth. We've had no job growth. We we talked about this on the show uh, last week, I believe. Uh, we wrote about it some in our Max Out Savings Report, which is a free report. We, If you look at the growth period between 2008 – uh, 2007, 2008, it, uh, up to to now, to 2016, it's uh, the, it has the same economic growth as the Great Depression. I'm going to repeat that. It has the same economic growth as the Great Depression. It was basically one to two percent growth for ten years. The worst stretch of of average growth. We've never had a president except Barack Obama, except during the Depression. Actually, even during the Depression, we had it that that didn't have a three and a half percent growth rate, except for Barack Obama. Uh, for a year. And, and and the reason is, it's these policies. Now, Ted, you say, well, look, the depression was much, you had bigger drops in the economy, but then you'd have like a, a 10% drop in the, in, in one year. And then the next year would go up six or 8%. So you had, you would get spurts of growth. We got no spurts of growth at all, which is, is, is very worrisome for a dynamic country like the United States of America. Something to think about. Ah, a couple things, a lot of, more stuff happening uh, this week. Uh, one of the really big things and fascinating things in the investment world this week was what uh, Amazon purchased Whole Foods, which was really interesting. And uh, Ryan shops at Whole Foods. She loves Whole Foods. It, it, so, yeah, so it's it, it was a very shrewd play on Amazon's part. It, that Whole Foods has got two demographics. One, they're in some really good areas you know they they tend they have one in in uh uh some in in new york city places like that there's one in there's one uh in, in around posto they also have the younger people they they the younger people love shopping at whole foods because they have organic stuff they've got stuff that they they have interesting things and so they have two really good uh demographics that they that they kind of dominate in a way and and so so by getting it it's a big deal for Whole Foods, and Whole Foods can now use, or Amazon can now use Whole Foods as a distribution center. So, for instance, in a, in a big, they tend to be in big cities too, more the big city. In the big cities, it's harder to leave a package on the door out in the suburban neighborhoods. <laughs> you know, there's packages at our door. You know, about half the time. Uh, someone delivers a package, and if no one's there, they leave it on the doorstep. You can't do that in a high rise. You can't do that uh, in the city because there's more people. I remember I, I sent my son a, a Federal Express package, his apartment complex, and the thing disappeared. They left it at the door, and 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 so you can't do it. So one of the things you can do is you can say, "Look, would you like your package delivered to the house, or would you like it delivered?" to the local Whole Foods store right there, and you can pick it up when you're going to get groceries at Whole Foods. And this is really one of the things that, that, that one of the big things, this got them an entree into the big cities for distribution centers. And remember, in a big city, real estate is exceptionally expensive, exceptionally hard to get. And if you've got the Whole Foods there with kind of a big storage space in the back, you, you also get that. They also want to get into groceries. I said the main reason is that they want to get into groceries as well, and want to get into grocery distribution. They want to dominate every aspect of your life. Matter of fact, they got some new thing. You'll like this, Ryan. You stick it in your closet, okay, and then it, it identifies the clothes you wear somehow. I don't know. It, and then so it'll, it'll suggest new clothes for you to buy. Yeah, so you just push the button. I'm thinking of doing this. Well, why don't you get this and give you a bunch of it, – it, it, that's a bad idea as far as I'm concerned. I can see how you might like that, but – so my wife is going to be banned from owning it, but they have a lot of, you know, and so things are changing, uh, but Amazon is is really changing the world. Now, this is not all good, and, and I'll tell you what, we it, there were some really big things that happened right after that, and we're going to discuss this right afterwards on the Max Out Savings Show. we got a quick break coming up. If you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. The a uh, couple things. If you haven't signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, we just sent out our most recent one uh, entitled, I don't know what it was entitled, but it, we... Uh, yeah, you know, I think that one was entitled, well, I forgot what it was, uh, but well, Living to 100. We, we actually write about a, a great website that you can go to to get uh, to determine how long you're going to live. There's like a filter on it. When I did mine, you know, it, it, it gives, it, for people like me, it says you'll live longer than you're going to, but, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but uh, it, it gives you, uh, it gives you, uh, it goes through a huge number of different things. And in, in, in lays out how, you know, uh, it looks at your family, your lifestyle, your your uh, eating habits, your exercise habits, all types of things, stress levels, uh, what you do. And then it, it determines, uh, you know, looks at, at different uh, sickness in your family and gives you a good idea. And these people put together one of the top, uh, the, the biggest study in the world, the people that live to 100. So I think it gave them a good feeling for how to do it. So I really like it. Uh, we write about it in the Max Out Savings Report. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for the free report. Uh, it's maxoutsavingswithanS.com. What can we do here? Uh, <coughs> the Amazon. We're talking about Amazon and Whole Foods. Amazon made a surprise bid for Whole Foods markets uh, on uh, was it Friday. And, uh, and the Friday or Thursday, the uh, – they bid a good price. The stock jumped up about thirty percent. I think they got a, actually got a steal on it. The uh, they got a steal on the price. I think, and and so uh, the what what they're going to do is they're going to get into they're going to get into uh, uh, what do you call into the food area. They're going to get into the uh, in, into the area of, of of distribution with it. It gives them a real entree into into the area of of downtowns that are tough to get into and and, and so I, I think this is good for them now here was the this was the negative thing when this was announced uh whole foods went up about 29 percent which is great kroger dropped nine percent in the day before it dropped like 14 it was down 27 percent in two days walmart dropped 4.64 percent target dropped over five percent uh Sprouts dropped six percent. It, w- it was down the day before, so it was down fifteen percent. Super Value Store was down fourteen percent. 
Walgreens, surprising, was down five over 5%. Costco was down 7%. So it was a complete debacle in the uh, the grocery sector. And, and one of the things they really ran into was uh, people thought the grocery sector was kind of immune from the Amazon effect. And when when... when 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 they came into this, all of a sudden it dawned on people that Amazon's going to be coming after all the 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 grocery companies as well. And I don't, you know, I don't know how. This is kind of coming down to the point: is how does Amazon run every other retail in the country out of a out of business except maybe Walmart and a couple more, in and not somehow run into some antitrust issues? In and uh, we went through this in the in the thirties. Uh, in the 20s and the 30s. I think we're going to go back through this. I mean, I think Google could be one on that. I think Facebook could be hit by some antitrust, particularly since they've gotten so political at Facebook. Uh, You know, I I, I think, and and quite frankly, Amazon owning the Washington Post hasn't exactly showered themselves with love from the conservatives. if, If every day they're, you know, the 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 house organ of Amazon and Washington Post is attacking uh, Donald Trump. So, but this I mean this goes to show you. And and one of the sectors out there is there's just been a huge number of thousands of of store closing. This will have a, the biggest numbers of store closing. I think it be even it's even bigger than the financial crisis in 2008. The number of store closings in here. And they call it the retail apocalypse. And this, this is something we want to watch. The sectors that have done really poorly this year have been retail and oil and gas, uh, with, with oil and gas prices coming down. Now, if you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070, and uh, we'll, we'll get your questions answered. The Anyway, so I think this is what we're seeing. We're seeing a world that's very rapidly changing in here, and, and so, you know— uh, we, we've gone through basically three, three, three times with this. We've gone through the the internet boom, the tech bubble. Uh, then we kind of had it in '08. We had a different set come up, some more tech there, and then and then the, the, this has been like the second, the third wave, or the two and a half wave. Maybe had a half wave in '08. Uh, you know, I, I we're, we're short. I mean, for our clients right now, the tech sector, we have we're, one of our hedges we use is off of the tech sector, which means we think that's going to fall more. Uh, and I, I just I think I think we're going to with the valuations that we're seeing today. I just I think that's what we're looking at in here. I really think it's it's uh, that that's what we're looking at. Tell what, why don't we take that call here? Number two. Can you put them on? Just hit hit the button. See if we can get them. Okay. Well, okay. Let's take a call from Chuck. Chuck, what's going on? Well, uh, this whole thing really is all about crony capitalism. People did not understand when Eisenhower made his comments after World War II about the industrial, you know, military-industrial complex. Number one, at that time, what he had seen was what happened in Italy and Germany where a uh, tyrannical government literally coerced uh, major industries into supporting them. And so that's what he was really referring to. And, of course, at that time, about the only thing that the government uh, of the United States was involved in was defense. We didn't have the huge... Uh, other expenditures. It really wasn't until LBJ came along and started his great society and everything else that we started seeing all these other government programs involved. Yeah, no, Chuck, the, I, no, I defense, agree with you on that. Look, I mean, this is the big problem we're running into. With, is, the, the defense budget today is just a very, very small piece of the overall government, okay? Now, the problem that we ran into is Obama brought in the Chicago protection racket. When he was at the University of Chicago, he was not a professor. They hired him to protect the University of Chicago from the Blackstone Rangers who would have burned the campus down. Okay. And the same okay. thing with Michelle. Chuck, okay, let me let me give you some answers on that. Uh, the 
Look, I think this is the big problem. You, you see how hard it is when people have vested interest in government spending to control these people. And, and you, you see it with, with the Dodd-Frank rule. You, you, even you see it with the DOL rule is supposedly getting tr- tough on the investment industry. It basically was a giveaway to fidelity and to a lesser extent Charles Schwab. And, and this is what makes this stuff so difficult when the government gets involved in stuff. Uh, I, I think the I think one of the big battles of our time is how to control some of this crony capitalism. Let's take a call from Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Hey, good morning, Ted. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, Ted, did you notice Friday that the I guess a big Wall Street guru, hedge fund manager Jeff Goodluck, midday Friday said sell everything. You know what you what you make of that? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. I I, I didn't. Ha- I caught it. Uh, he had a a, a call. I want to say uh, Wednesday evening or Thursday, uh, where he sort of insinuated I'd sell everything. Yeah, he doesn't like this market at all. I I agree with him. I think this market is extremely expensive. Underneath it, I'm seeing a lot of deterioration, technically across the board. Uh, I see it. Trying to hold up, I see interest rates going up at the Federal Reserve. I see the economy slowing. And, and Lynn, I think this stuff with, uh, you know, it was shocking to sit there and see what happened to to, to the congressman this week. And it, 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 the, this tremendous amount of uncertainty with Trump and the media just going to war with him is is upsetting the American people and slowing things down. So I think there's tremendous risk. Uh, I think rates are going up. They're trying to taper their balance sheet. The biggest correlation. To the, to the S&P 500 has been how the Fed's moved their balance sheet up and down over the last uh, 10 years, the, the almost exact correlation, and that's coming to an end. So, yeah, I, I think that's interesting. Well, yeah, uh, not to belabor it, mm-hmm. but, uh, I mean, isn't the bond market, the current bond market, the canary in the coal mine, or isn't the bond market telling us? I noticed that the 13-week on Friday – Yes, yesterday, the 13-week uh, Treasury bill rate was 0.95, but the federal funds rate is one and a quarter. Um, yeah. What's going on, Ted? Well, here, here's what you're dealing with. Uh, the uh, Let me pull this up. On the, I was just going to pull the 10-year up. The 10-year... If you look at the ten-year, the Fed raised raised rates uh, in, in this week, and the interest rates fell on the long end, which is very unusual. And that what people are, t- I think, what you got two things: you got the economy starting to is really not going anywhere. We're not getting yeah. tax cuts. We're not getting infrastructure. We're right. not getting Obamacare uh, right. repealed. And. And the economy is starting to slow. The Fed is in a box because the stock market is at record high. Asset prices have gotten out of control to some extent, and they're at 0.75%. So they had to they're, – they're too low, so they have to raise it up to one, even though I, I think all things being equal in the market wasn't doing – things weren't kind of getting out of control. They wouldn't be raising rates, but they have to. They think the economy is going to slow, and when that does, they want to have more more – uh, rate cuts in their pocket that they can throw down when the economy starts slowing. And, and, and if you got rates at 0.75 percent, you got nowhere to go. And that's what we're dealing with. And, and the disturbing thing, uh, as you point out, was is the longer term rates dropped this week with the Fed raising rates. It yeah. should have been the other way around. Yes. Yeah. 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 Disconcerting. I mean, well, anyway, we'll ask. That, that's a warning sign for the move? market. Excuse me. That's a warning sign for the market. Yeah. Okay. That's what I. Th- I. That's what I think also. Uh, so, you think it's safe to raise duration on our bonds then? You know, I. 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 I, I I think something's going to happen with China or something, and I think it's going to put in. In the Fed's going to be cutting back. I, I think you could do it a little bit in here, out to mid level, because rates have kind of moved up some. I still think there's some more rate hikes coming down the pike. Uh, not rate hikes, but I think in the next year or so, uh, I think rates are going higher. And in Gunlock, in his call, I, he was looking for like a three. He was looking for higher rates in a year or two. I, I, it wasn't too long. I was kind of surprised, actually. I have to go back and look at my notes on that. 
Well, doesn't this make Jim Rickards, the fellow that you interviewed several months back, doesn't this make him seem like a genius? He said in a recent interview that the Fed's going to be tightening into a slowdown. So here we go. Yeah, no, I think that's what you're seeing. And I think, by the way, this is ultimately going to play out in a currency crisis with a major currency in the world. That's how it's all going to play down. So bonds and gold, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, you know, the... uh, uh, I, I think over time you get longer, higher rates. But yeah, I think, the, and I think gold, gold's kind of in a corrective thing. But but I, I still think the gold is going to be there in in, in silver. I, I think you're going to see it move in that sector. Well, if it brings currency wars, like Rickard said, gold's going to, the dollar's going to continue to weaken, and gold will go up. Yeah, re- remember, Lynn, in a world where the Federal Reserve can control interest rates, and they've bought one point. Let me give you another number here. They've bought one point. $7 trillion worth of assets this year. This is one of the reasons why they're buying so many bonds. This is one of the reasons why the rates are kind of falling as well. Keep that in mind. Okay, once they control interest rates, the only thing they can't control that can get out of control on them is going to be a currency explosion. Well, I I, I, I agree. I, I, I think Jim Rickards is a real genius. I think he has it all figured out. The guy's pretty smart, and he called it. So. Well, one interesting thing, he, he, he he's listening to what these guys are saying. The funny thing about these, these Fed, these central bankers and Fed, if you listen closely, they will tell you what they're going to do. But you, yeah. you got to yeah. listen real closely. Well, yeah, he, he interviews these guys all the time. I guess he knows them well, having been with the CIA and some of the other agencies up there, so... He's pretty connected. Well, and what he brings to them is he brings an understanding of how things can cascade in in a chaotic fashion. Uh, In in a lot of people, there's very few people that can do that type of stuff. I think we're actually pretty good at it ourselves, but most people, they they can't really look in and understand what's going to happen if you do this over here, what's going to happen over there. And, And that's one of the things he brings to the table to these people. Well, yeah, having inside information with the with the with the bureaucrats and the, the policymakers that helps a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, so. but he's bringing something to the table to them in understanding ca- kind of chaos theory, bringing it to them because they 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 don't understand the they don't understand the secondary and the tertiary uh, ac- uh, 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 results of their actions, and he can explain that to them, and that's why he gets the type of information he does. It's kind of a well, back and forth. Well, to me, this is all a result of the Fed being too political during the Obama administration, not raising rates when they should have back three or four years ago. Now they're raising rates too late. We got a bubble in the market, and we people it's it just raises more uncertainty the way they do things. Yeah, no, you hit the nail. You hit the nail exactly on the head. They should have come in about three years ago and said, look, the time for emergency low rates are going are over. We're raising them up, but they're going to still stay low. And that was the one thing they didn't do. And I think they failed to understand that. Yeah, well, there's something that really amiss. I mean, look at your bank account. The Fed fund rates at one and a quarter, and Chase Bank's still not paying you any interest. Yeah, what the hell is that all about? Yeah, well, they don't have to. You know. Exactly. Well, when there's infinite, remember, when there's infinite money supplied by the Federal Reserve, you don't have to pay anything for the money. That's the, and it, yeah. and it cascades from your, from your account at Chase over to excess capacity worldwide, too many buildings, too, all time, too much money in the stock market, in stock market bubbles. Well, I'm an old, 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 old person, and I think we need to bring Glass-Steagall back. It worked for about 70 years yes. <laughs> it, 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 remarkably well and gave us the, the greatest expansion in the world since probably the, the start of Rome. Exactly. I, I don't think there's any question these big banks, these big banks, under the certain circumstances, are taking depositors' money and they're speculating with it. That's why they love this program. And uh, they're all jawboning that they don't. But you know darn well they are. Yeah. Well, one one good thing about Trump is Trump. I think Trump gets both sides, and I think he's a good president for this time because I think he has the ability in a crisis to react better than most people because he understands the the real economy. Well, better than what we would have had. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We we I saw someone. I think it was Sam Zell this week made the comment that we if Hillary had been elected, we'd already be in a recession. Yeah. Well, or worse. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Thanks.
Tell you what, we're coming up here on a break. Uh, and uh, if you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. If, by the way, if you need some help with your 401k plan, uh, come see us at Max Out Savings Advisors. Or not your we don't do 401k plans. If you have an IRA rollover, an old uh, account, or, or trust or something, we can manage it using our value investing approach at Max Out Savings Advisors. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you haven't gone to our website, maxoutsavings.com, sign up for our free newsletter. One of the things we just put out this week, uh, actually last week, I, something kind of interesting, th- I felt like really interesting, The uh, with the P- Paris Accord, there's a lot of talk about global warming and CO2 is destroying the planet. I laid out the case for six other areas of tremendous pollution and destruction of the planet being done by other countries such as China, Brazil, Indonesia, India, and places like that that nobody hears about because there's no money to be made for it. This gives you something to argue to the other side and say, why aren't we doing something about this? Go to our Max Out Savings Report. Sign up for the report. There's all savings and investments, uh, savings ideas, uh, Gives you an idea of what we're thinking on the markets in the in the global economy as well. It's maxoutsavings.com to sign up for the free report. Let's take a call from Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Lynn? Is Lynn there? Lynn, you there? What? Charles. Oh, Charles, Charles, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I want to offer a question here having to do with Venezuela uh-huh. and to a lesser extent, well, maybe not a lesser extent, Cuba. Interesting, interesting, yeah. Because, they, uh, you know, uh, looking at, at the, the price of oil and gas and the, and the glut that's going on, which, uh, you know, there still seems to be, I, I work in this industry, uh, not in the actual industry, but in ancillary and ancillary companies that... Uh, that you know Services, that, that yeah. are dependent on on the oil industry as such, but but uh, there seems to still be no relief here in Houston and probably throughout the rest of the energy belt along the Gulf. And yeah. I guess uh, with with companies waiting for 
essentially the U.S. Senate to come out with a health care plan and a budget, and uh, Trump can come up with his budget. And then, uh, of course, the repatriation, all that stuff is still Tax, on hold yeah. because of all of this stuff. Yeah. The, uh, to get back to the Venezuela-Cuban uh, question here, as long as there's a glut here, I, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that the days of Venezuela here are numbered uh, since they're so dependent on oil, and Cuba can only sustain this stuff for so long as well. Uh, do you see this possibly maybe, and I don't know if it's unintentional, but if this glut continues, I mean, obviously it's a double-edged sword because obviously domestically here it's just good-paying jobs that are not, you know, are being being either suspended or postponed, but but it does look like, you know, you could force these regimes out of there and possibly, possibly get some group in there like Caprilis or somebody in there that could turn turn things around for those countries. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I, I think Venezuela is an incredibly sad story. Anybody that believes in socialism should take a hard look at Venezuela. People, the statistics in Venezuela are truly frightening. People have lost, it's like 10 pounds the average person has lost in Venezuela because there's no food. In Venezuela, Petros Venezuela, or whatever it was called, uh, I forgot the exact term, was one of the best oil companies in South America, in, in one of the better ones for an emerging market around the world, and it was completely destroyed. Uh, they're in trouble. I think that that country is teetering on the edge, uh, and, and I, I think someone else is going to get in there. You're liable to see production start creeping back up uh, pretty quickly over that. once that happens. Uh, they fired all the good workers at the Venezuelan oil company and, and put in a bunch of political cronies, and, and it's just been a disaster. Uh, it's a very sad situation, uh, and, and I think the low oil prices are completely uh, is going to kick out uh, uh, the 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 it was Maduro is going to kick him out of there, and, and we'll have to watch and see what happens. We just hope that it just doesn't turn into a complete civil war there. Yeah, but I, I as I said, I think that uh, because I don't, I honestly don't see the energy picture here improving. Uh, at least for this year, and and it may even go into half of next year at the rate things are going. Yeah. Up, but based on the people I'm talking to, no, I'm hearing the same thing. And in, in looking at it, uh, what well, I, I, I noticed a story that uh, Sinopec liquidated several million t- uh, uh, tons of oil that were stored in ships, fuel oil, which because they didn't have anywhere to put it, and you don't usually store fuel oil because there's a backwardian on it. Uh, and, and and but this this. Two things. The shale has been a huge boom. That's exactly right. Okay. And the second thing that's not as well understood is this massive amount of inventory that they've been unable to work down. Correct. And so my target's really been 44 to to 53 for this year into next year. I think it could break it on the downside. We're at 44.95 right now. And, uh, and there's just so much oil coming out of the shale right now. Uh, that I think it's a tough time for the business. Uh, we, we're not really in the, you know, we have some some of our clients, they come in with, with big oil holdings and the, some of the big companies we've held on because they like to hold the, their, comp, their, their company stock. And, but we're, we're not really, don't have a lot of positions for our clients in the sector right now just because I, I think it's expensive at this juncture based on the price of oil. Right, and, and, and I think any, any backlog that they seem to work off I mean, the, as you say, the shale, the shale companies are going to just make that up in no time. So, so really, uh, you know, unless somebody like Saudi or somebody really tightens the screws, and I just don't see that because everybody, you know, the, the typical OPEC people tend to want to cheat. I, I just think that uh, I, I don't see anything really improving for the foreseeable future, which, as I said, I think with respect to Venezuela and maybe even possibly the Cuban economy, I could, and with Trump making his announcement yesterday, I think, I think that there could possibly be some, you know, there may be some, I think the administration's probably looking at this and thinking, you know, there may be a, a, a silver lining to this. Well, all well I tell you, sense. one thing it might be, one thing that you might be seeing happening here, there might be some deal out there like Cuba, we want you to back away from Venezuela. I'm suspecting, and they might not be. They might be saying no, and that might be what's really behind this, 
that what's the, the you know the the closing down of Cuba to some extent again. I I, I think I think that's the real lever they're after in here. We, we'll see. I haven't heard anything to that effect, but that would be, you know, that that's how I would play it out. Yeah, I I work with a, a fellow that is from Venezuela, and he's told me that Cuba has sent a lot of their doctors over. So. I mean, typically, you know, in return, Cuba's been paid, you know, oil revenue, but but with the oil revenue essentially dropping, uh, Venezuela is in, a, is in a, you know, basically in a corner. They can't seem to do much of anything. Yeah, we that, a couple of, the places we want to keep an eye on in the world today, right now, is is Venezuela and Qatar. Uh, those are the two things we want to watch for oil and gas. And you hope that that doesn't blow up in the Middle East. And that, that worry, that's a big deal they did, the Arab countries, the Saudis, the Bahrainis, the United Arab Emirates in Egypt, uh, going up against them to try to stop terrorism. If they, They're sitting on the biggest gas reserves in the world. Right. And, and and so uh, there and I don't think the Iran I don't think the Saudis are going to let the Iranians get in there and I think the Iranians are trying to get in there that could be a, a real flashpoint yeah, and so those are the things we want to watch right now Lynn uh, sit back on oil I think we'll get better opportunities okay thanks thanks. Yeah, I mean it's tough in the oil patch right now with these price. The good thing is we're making some good money in the in the sector, but but it is tough. Uh, one thing I wanted to cover here is uh, RMDs, your required minimum distributions, which remember you have for if you turn seventy and a half in your IRA rollover. Actually, in a four hundred one k, you have to make them if you're not working, and also uh, in an in inherited IRA. Once you get the inherited IRA, you have to start taking uh, required minimum dis- distributions. And one of the tricks you can use is you don't have you have a certain amount. Let's say you have a hundred thousand dollar IRA and you're required to take out three and a quarter percent, so you have to take out uh, thirty two fifty a year. And uh, or if, if you've got a million dollar IRA, it's thirty two thousand five hundred dollars a year. Well, so if you got the hundred thousand dollar IRA, it's thirty two fifty. If you've got say a small IRA with ten thousand dollars in it, you can kind of pay out that out of that side. Uh, you you can. The, the total amount, let's say you have one IRA, you have to pay out $3,000 a year RMD, and the other one you have to pay out $250 RMD a year. You can take all of the RMD out of out of one of the IRAs. The RMD isn't a requirement for you to take it out of that account. It's a requirement to t- for you to take it out of one of your IRAs. Now, if you take your RMD out of your account that's your regular account in your name, that does not count as an RMD. Okay, so you cannot do that, but you can take it all out of one IRA account and not touch the other IRA as long as you took the total amount of the of the RMD that was required out of both accounts out of the one account. So remember, you have a, you, you have some flexibility with our RMDs. Uh, Required minimum distributions, uh, and these things go up over time. You know, when you, you, they can be eight, nine percent a year when you're in your nineties, late nineties. So it, it can be a big chunk of money. And one of the fascinating things, I actually saw a study that said the RMD is not a bad way to take money out over time. It worked almost as well as the, as as the uh, as the four percent rule. Now, the only negative for that was initially you were taking less out, but then you were taking more out down the way. Uh, so. When it was put in place, it's been reasonably – it was a reasonably good number to use because it, it, it seems to have worked over time. But a lot of our clients don't take out RMDs uh, they, or they don't like to take out – let me change that. They don't like to ta- – they prefer not to take out an RMD. They like to let their IRA grow. But the government goes, hey, we're not letting your IRA grow to infinity. You're going to have to take up some out. And and, and, and and that's kind of the trade-off. So that's on RMDs, required minimum distributions. Uh Talking more, uh, the economy ap- still appears to be slowing down some. As we talked earlier in the show, the Fed this week raised the, the Fed funds. I think it's going to start forcing the banks in the money market funds to start increasing their CD rates and their others because now the, the Fed funds rate is one to one and a quarter percent. It's a range one, one and a quarter. So that's going to force the banks to start paying a little bit more money. We're also seeing what's known as a flattening of the yield curve. Now, normally you wouldn't see a flattening of the yield curve with one to one and a quarter interest rates, but the one year isn't that much. Is I don't have it with me now. It's it, you're starting to see a flattening because rates across the curve are so low, 
the, the, the curve is going to flatten much quicker. In the past, when interest rates were at 5%, it took a 5% Fed funds to fl- to get a flattened yield curve. Now, when you've got 2 point, uh is it two point two percent and the ten year and less than the five it, it it doesn't take much more increases to get a flattening yield curve. This is something that we want to watch out, but the shorter term rates are going up longer term rates went up and then they've been going down and continue the shorter term when when you hear the fed funds say the rate the the fed's raising rates they raise rates on the short term it's called the fed funds, which is the money they pay the banks uh it's short term money so it, a little differentiation there uh Talked about oil. Oil has just been tough. The, the oil sector's down thirteen percent year to date. So it's it's been a, t- a a tough sector. I, I still think you want to be a little careful with it. Uh, the sector I really don't like is just flat out is the the tech sector. I think it's overvalued. Uh, I think you really have to have a risk plan in place in this market. I think there's a tremendous amount of risk in it. That's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. If you need some help, uh, we'll show you our, our value investing approach at Max Out Savings Advisors. We buy individual stocks and bonds and some mutual funds, some ETFs, and put together a portfolio. We do a lot of risk analysis work, a lot of balance sheet work to try to really understand what's happening in the world and try to come up with with a portfolio that's going to grow over time but not take a lot of risk. Now there's a tremendous amount of risk in the market, so we really have a lot of different risk uh, programs in place. But if you need some help, just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings with an S dot com. And you can sign up for an appointment, request an appointment. Uh, You can also go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com with an S. And sign up for our free newsletter. Our most recent one, we covered uh, the the website livingto100.com, uh, which is a really neat website that's done the biggest study of, of people that lived over to 100 and, and kind of has come up with a, a little program that you can do to try to determine how long you're going to live, uh, taking into account a number of things. We we talk about the Paris, Paris Accord, Climate Accord, Asteria, and point out six other areas of massive pollution that's destroying the planet that no one seems to care about. We talk about the markets, really. We talk, this is a couple of weeks ago, the market's being led by a very small number of high-tech stocks with tremendous risks. Since then, they've had a big sell-off, including a mini flash crash in the, in the, in the, the tech sector. So we come up with a lot of neat stuff. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. I hope everybody has a great weekend. And remember the motto and our philosophy in the Max Out Savings Show. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. We'll see you next week right here in the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.